Hi, this is Trevor Jackson. Welcome to Tomorrow Is Mine. Carmen Ng is a young woman of many talents and interests. You might say, too many. Visual arts, media, research, nutrition, physiotherapy, teaching, architecture, interior design, even product development. With a veritable smorgasbord of options, settling on just one path for a career can be an incredibly difficult choice. Carmen's also travelled to many countries across the globe throughout her life. But when it came to her destination of preference as an international student, there was really only one country where Carmen wanted to study, Australia. Though getting here from Canada with borders closed during a global pandemic wasn't easy. But now that she's here studying a master's degree in nutrition and dietetics at Bond University, Carmen knows that she's made the right choice, in the right place, and at the right time. Let's go back a little bit to your your background, because I'm kind of fascinated about the Chinese-Canadian thing. So are your parents Chinese, grandparents, or how far back? Yeah, just my parents. They're from Hong Kong, and then they immigrated um, like in their 30s, and then I was born in Toronto, and then I just grew up in Canada all my life. I have an older brother, and he's... He was born in Hong Kong too, but like when he was two, like the whole family just came over to Canada. So why did your parents leave Hong Kong? What was the background to that story? Um, I think they were just seeking better opportunities, I think. Um, They really liked Canada's nature and just the four seasons and more adventure and traveling and just like for a better lifestyle, I think. It's a beautiful country. I mean, magnificent natural environment, spectacular, the Rockies, you know, the snow, it gets very cold, the lakes, the rivers, you know, the, it's just wonderful, the forests, beautiful country. It is. Yeah. I kind of want to go skiing right now, but <laughs> can't really get that in Queensland. So. Uh, no, you can in other parts of Australia, but not in Queensland, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've skied in Canada, but not on the East Coast. On the West Coast, Whistler I've skied, which was full of Aussies, strangely. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, skiing down the mountain and then having ACDC blaring out and all these Aussies singing oh, along really? to it and then lifties that were like, yeah, g'day, mate. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> like, but there were plenty of Canadians and people from other parts of the world there too, yeah. And, and spectacular skiing. Yeah. Best place I've ever skied, actually. Yeah, I haven't skied in Australia yet. Or right. to Japan. <laughs> I don't know. I heard that's pretty good too. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm really keen to ski in Japan. A lot of people say it's the best place to ski in the world. So have you traveled much? Like, have you been around the world, Europe? Asia? Yeah, so I think because my parents, they travel a lot, I kind of followed that tradition and I travel where they travel. So um, I've been to like West Coast to East Coast Canada, all the way east to Nova Scotia or west to Vancouver. I went around America too. So, you know, the West Coast, California, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Texas, and like Washington and New York, all that. Just kind of everywhere. Colorado, Buffalo. Okay. Just North America. That's <laughs> that's a like, lot of territory. It's a big country. Yeah. This was like throughout my life. Yeah, not so all not, in one trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I've also been to like Hawaii and Peru in South America. Nice. And then in terms of Europe, I've been to Rome, like Florence, Barcelona, France, London, England. Oh, you are a citizen of the world, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I have cousins in England, so that's why we go there. And then cousins in Texas too. And, and are you mostly like, backpacking yeah. on these holidays or is it more just short holiday trips to visit family oh, and okay, stuff? Okay, so the Europe one, like that 
Rome, Barcelona trip. Like that was like a high school arts trip. Like I used to be in visual arts. So it was like learning the art history of like Europe. It's oh, so beautiful wonderful. there. Yeah. yeah. Not just the art, the architecture and design. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then if I keep going east, then I've been to like Hong Kong, of course, to visit like my grandparents, um, Japan, South Korea. And I've, this is my third time in Australia. A couple of times as a tourist and now to come back here as a student. You've been to all these countries around the world and yet you choose to study here. Why did yeah. you come here? So the first time I came to Australia, it was like a family like vacation like two week in Melbourne and Sydney and then like the second time I came it was a five-month exchange program in Melbourne so I was at Monash Uni and um, that was like my first exposure to like a deeper Australian culture since I like spent more time here and then it was actually one of my dreams to come back to Australia to do a postgrad and it's crazy that I'm like living that dream now because I remember telling one of my friends that like oh I would really love to like come back to Australia for my master's degree and maybe work here as well and like when I say work I didn't necessarily mean like a full-time career yet like I, I was still deciding what discipline kind of like a taste of the working culture so that's crazy because like around a month ago I just like got a part-time job so like I'm just like part-time school right now and part-time work and I'm just like living my dream that I had two years ago. <laughs> okay, without deliberately taking that path. Yeah. Necessarily. Where are you working part-time? Uh, I work at the convention center on Broad Beach. Yeah, so I help with events and stuff. So we help with like gala dinners, sporting events, concerts. Yeah, the exhibition halls, trade shows. Yeah, that'd be an interesting job to have. It's really fun. Yeah. yeah. So what are you studying at Bond? Bond, oh. I'm doing a master's degree in nutrition and dietetics to become a registered dietitian. Obviously, you'd studied at uni prior to that in Canada or elsewhere. Yeah. In Canada, I did my undergrad, a four-year undergrad at Western University, which is in London, Ontario. I'm actually not from Toronto. I'm from a suburb a bit north of it. It's yeah. called Markham. Yeah, but I just say I'm from Toronto because I'm near there. But then London. Everyone knows Toronto. Not so many people know Markham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, London is just like two hours west from it, and that I moved out for that. And you are a very well-traveled and worldly young woman, aren't you? There's still more to explore. I still want to try out um, like Middle East area, and like more Southeast Asia. Yeah. What do you think are the biggest learnings of all your travels? Or how have they shaped you as a person, do you think? I think it's definitely broadened my views of understanding people in that, like, when I first meet them, not to just, like, judge them superficially, but know that everyone has, like, a unique story. So that's why I also enjoy, like, interviewing people. So similar to what you do, I do a lot of, like, interview scribing and stuff. So I am... Um, I just love hearing people's stories, and that's why I love what you're doing right now with this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. Thank you. That's yeah. very kind. I didn't realize. So when you interview people, how do you use that? Like for a blog or for what exactly? Just like with my old work, like I used to be a research assistant with my old university, and it was like interviewing food service managers, and like we were conducting COVID research, so it was like seeing how food businesses changed during COVID. So we were interviewing like staff members, chefs, just anyone who worked in the food business. 
And what did you learn from that experience of researching the impacts of COVID? Yeah, Impacts of COVID. Um, Many of the smaller businesses, if they didn't change into an online platform, like online delivery services like Uber or like whatever, they couldn't really pay their rent. So they had to close their business. At least this research was in like, like Ontario, Canada, like only in that province, right? So um, yeah, they had to close their businesses if they couldn't do online work. And a lot of of those, like PPE was put up. Restaurants were struggling financially and like taking out a lot of government loans. Yeah, and just trying to like, learning to be innovative in like this new like era because people want something to drive them out of their homes. Like if they have like food deals or some like new product to like drive people out of their homes to like purchase things from the restaurant. So just being innovative. So if you were doing this research in Canada during COVID, at what point were you forming a plan and you had to come here given that international borders were closed here for a couple of years? Oh, okay, yeah. So like COVID hit around March 2020 and I was still in my last semester of my fourth year of my undergrad. So I just came back from Melbourne in December 2020 and then I had to complete my last semester um, and graduate. December 2019, just before 2020? Yeah, sorry, 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Sorry, it just threw me there for a moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I had to graduate, but then I had to go back home to Markham because COVID hit. And then I finished my degree online. You know, like I was one of, yeah, and I graduated online. Never really had a ceremony for that, but that's okay. Disappointing. It's okay. I get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, well, you can't, actually from that experience, just graduating, like living through COVID, it's like really made me more resilient and made me more like learn to be more flexible that like if something comes up unexpected, like it's normal and just being okay and learning how to adapt to random changes. This is the new normal. Yeah. 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 Going back to your question though, I took uh, online classes for until August 2020 yeah and then uh, I, I was still figuring out like if I really wanted to be go into dietetics like I still like food and nutrition and like the like what my entire undergrad was in that but I was like exploring if I really wanted to do that and then invest in a master's degree because it's um it's like a significant amount of time and resources so so I took like a mini like one and a half gap year because I started applying for master's programs, but I was debating if I wanted to go into like teaching or physio or um, like the arts. Because like I was still like I was still into like media and all that as well. Um, yeah, <laughs> you had there's so many facets to you, aren't there? It's interesting. Yeah. Because yeah, my high school, I went to like a special arts school for visual arts. So like I almost went into like architecture, interior designing, product development, automobile designing. <laughs> and now like uh, as I grow up and I meet other people in like media and television and film, like that's also on my mind too. <laughs> like, Still, I, even though you're now doing your master's in dietetics. Yeah. Well, like I kind of do it on the side because like I like video editing. Like I, ha- I do vlogging for a YouTube channel thing. So, yeah. Uh, Is there anything you can't do, Carmen? I'm kind of shaking my head in disbelief. I don't know whether it's because I'm a male. It's like, you know, guys are only good for doing one thing at any one time or whether it's just my generation or what it is. But I'm looking at you thinking, 
how many talents has this girl got? <laughs> really? Thank you. But like, I went into like health and food because that's just something that I wanted to explore more too. And like, I think I could really help a lot of people in nutrition. And so during that gap year, like I volunteered at a physio clinic and that's kind of like where I found out I don't really may not be my cup of tea. And then that year I also worked like three different jobs. So like I... Was this in Markham or Toronto? Markham, yeah. So like this was after I graduated. And then the first job was that research assistant job. Uh, It was like an online job I could work from Toronto. And then I also worked as like an academic tutor. So I just like... (laughs) (laughs) Teaching something else entirely different (laughs) But actually with the tutoring, it like, it just made me think of like, if I want to go into teaching, so maybe later, but I didn't have like a huge craving to do it right now. Cause I really wanted to like get out in the world and maybe see other cultures and stuff. Which you've already done extensively, <laughs> okay. as we've discussed. <laughs> yeah. So I worked as a tutor and then also like my third job was an interview scriber. So I like, yeah, just like some extra income and stuff. Right. Yeah, so at that same time, it was, like, COVID lockdown and, like, restrictions and, like, you know, had to get your first vaccine dose and second and, like, what's going to happen tomorrow? I don't know. (laughs) So there was, like, that kind of, like, stress, like, to be social. So, like, when I'm told to, like, be isolated at home, that took a bit of a toll on me. Were your brothers still at home then? You, your parents and your brother or? Uh, My brother was at home. And then he was about to get married. They had a COVID wedding, you know, and like... That's a thing? A COVID wedding? What, yeah. what is a COVID wedding? Oh, like where only 10 people can go or something? But like we were pretty blessed, be- or they were pretty blessed because like we were able to have 50 people. Uh, so we had the banquet dinner, the full dinner. And then the next, the next like Monday, like two days after, the government announced that like they can't have weddings anymore. And it was like they just made the mark. That's incredible. Wedding. Yeah, so awesome. I had so many stories at that time, and it was impossible to plan for anything. I'm amazed that they went through <laughs> yeah. with their plans to get married. Yeah, like we had to wear masks, though, at the wedding, mm-hmm. but other, they still had the the dinner, they still had the ceremony with 50 people max. Yeah, it was a beautiful day, like weather was good. So Yeah, right. Yeah. So all this is going on, and at what point in your head are you thinking, Australia, I've got to get to Australia. Right. I want to do my post-grad in Australia. Okay, yeah. So after like doing a couple of jobs and volunteering and talking to people in different industries, I just continued stepping in that path of nutrition and dietetics just because like I really enjoyed my undergrad. I think it's just the idea of being called a dietitian maybe kind of freaked me out a bit because like, Why? I haven't really talked to much dietitians like other than my professors. So it's just like Choosing a career path is kind of daunting for a lot of like students because you feel like you have to do it for the rest of your life. Yeah, you're but locked learned, into it. Yeah. yeah, but I learned that like most people usually change their careers and like it's you're not really stuck in one place. Like it's like, multiple times now. They're talking about people having like a dozen different careers before they retire. I think it was like the, just that long term thinking kind of freaked me out. Like, oh, I have to pick a career for the rest of my life now. Like that just freaked me out a bit. Just like slowing down and just taking it one step at a time. Like if you don't know what career you want to do, like just take it one step at a time. See where there's an opportunity. And if you like what you're studying and um, 
you have the ability to do it, then like I would encourage students to like take that step,、mm. you know. And that's kind of like what happened with me with Bond is that. I had an opportunity, and I knew I loved the Australian culture at least last time I was here, and I wanted to explore like a different part of Australia. And I heard a lot of good things about the Gold Coast, and like the program structure of the course is like really fascinating. Like there's so much exposure to different scopes of nutrition. And has that proven to be true since you've enrolled at Bond? You found it that way. Yeah, yeah. So there's like multiple areas of nutrition that you can go into. It's not just one path. So that's why I took this program too because it's such a wide range after you graduate that where you can work and like opportunities too. How's your experience at Bond as a student here compared to say Monash or being a, a student at university in Canada?、Mm. Because Bond's a very particular kind of university. You get smaller classes, very personalised tuition on familiar terms with your lecturers, etc., where they know you on a first name basis. Yeah. Whereas in bigger universities, that doesn't tend to happen. I would say it's exactly that. Like, since it's a small uni, everyone knows you by name, or like even if you go to the library, like you're bound to meet someone you know, and like the clubs or extracurriculars.、Um, Since it's like only like a certain like a limited number of them, then you're bound to like meet someone you know, and it won't be awkward. I just really love the supportive professors, because like I've been off track with my initial study plan, so they've been really supportive with helping me come back and help with my knowledge. Like they really care. I think. So now that you're in the throes of your masters in dietetics, has the fear subsided about the idea that? That's gonna be your career now. That you would actually see yourself as a as a dietitian. I would say it has subsided because I'm a I'm like working now or studying with like people who are really serious with their program. Like all my classmates want to become dietitians, and I'm being taught by professionals who have worked in that space for a while. And what they do is really fascinating to me. So I just. Like that piece that I have, like I know that I'm in the right place in this season. I don't know where I'm going next. I mean, like after I graduate, but like I have open doors to wherever the next opportunity is. So you know you're in the right place at the right time, right yeah, now. Right now.、Yeah. I just want to backpedal a little bit because you'd made the decision to come here, but we didn't get to that process. So how long did you have to sit that out before you could? Because it was really uncertain for a long time. We didn't know in this country when our government was going to open the borders. So I don't know what it was like for you sitting halfway across the world and <laughs> thinking, "I want to go to Australia. I wish they'd just open up their borders so I could get there." That is a convoluted story, <laughs> <laughs> but it's.、Uh, I think everyone has a different story of how they came here. But mine was a bit unique because I started my program online, so it was May, twenty twenty one. So last year. I had to do it online from Markham, and then I couldn't come until December, because that's when borders open. But the thing was, it was so difficult because my visa we had to apply for like travel exemptions, so that got rejected like four times. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. On what grounds? Like、oh, they don't tell you. They don't really tell you. They just said that, like, maybe I applied too early, or you have to be like two months until your internship to apply. But the thing is, like, I had the exact same reason that my classmates had, right? Like, I had to come here 
to continue my studies and like I actually had internships lined up to start in January. So like I applied for these travel exemptions in like October, November, and they were saying it's like too early, but like it's not actually I'm like trying to move mm-hmm. my life forward. Exactly. No, that's not too early. You need to get things sorted now so you can be here in time to start those internships. And what was difficult was like I had to book airplane tickets really early to get like a good cost because yeah. <laughs> so like flights from Canada are not cheap like one way is like maybe 2000 <laughs> yeah but then if you get it early in the year like 6 months ahead or maybe a year ahead you can get it down to 1000 so in like July I basically got I paid for an airplane ticket. Oh, like a flexible airfare? No, but it wasn't flexible. Oh, no. (laughs) Jeez. I was like, I have this airplane ticket to fly early December, and then, but I wasn't getting approved for the borders because those travel exemptions I couldn't get through. So I was just um, like that stress of just like (laughs) anticipating if I can fly. And like, I'm also studying at that time, like studying online. Like, I think online has its benefits but like I'm like more of a practical person so when I miss those workshops and have to watch a recording it doesn't really it left like gaps in my learning so December came and then I still wasn't getting approved for like to travel but I had to be here for internships to start in January <laughs> so, oh, yeah, but the thing is my classmates were getting approved but I wasn't did you know that at the time or you only discovered that later once you got here and you found out that they were actually getting accepted? We found out when I was like, it was still October, November, because we have like group chats and stuff. Yeah, I hear this a lot from students who started their studying online, waiting to come here, yeah. and how those interconnected digital networks basically became support groups. Yeah. Was that your case as well, where people all over the world waiting in very similar circumstances, you trying to come to Australia and sharing the your anxieties or yeah. your or your frustrations or whatever it might be? Yeah. So we had around like ten international students who we had like a Zoom. We're all on Zoom. They talked through Zoom. So we have a group chat through that and yeah, they were coming from different parts of the world too and two two of my classmates were also from Canada, but like East Coast Canada and West Coast Canada, and I was like, three different time zones. <laughs> yeah. So it's cool when I met them in January, but it's just, uh, we're all frustrated and kind of stressed. Yeah. Yeah. But it's okay. But in December, no, I think it was early November. So like I do bouldering, like rock climbing, and then I like fell from the wall and sprained my ankle. And I couldn't really walk properly during that time. So I had to like go to intense physio for that. But I was like stressing if I can get better because I had to fly to Australia soon. I was like... I was, <laughs> you must have been so stressed out. Yeah, a little bit. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I, was, I was just wondering, like, I really need to get... My ankle really needs to get better before I get to Australia. If I can even get to Australia. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't even know. So when did you find out that you could come? So I didn't actually end up getting an exemption. I just flew when the borders opened. So okay, I kept right. I kept on applying. And like in between each application, you wait around like 10 days to get feedback. But then like every time I didn't get through. So um, and then by after like December 15, I think that's when borders <laughs> opened, then I flew. But like that flight that I booked, that was early December. I couldn't fly it. 
Oh, so no. Did I, you like, lose your money? Or? Yeah, a little bit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I had to like buy new tickets for oh. end of December. And it was December 22nd, so I was in hotel quarantine for like Christmas. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, your yeah. birthday's in too, is it? Did yeah, you say? it was end of December. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you must have been thinking this is the worst start to this leg of my academic career. I think at that point, though, I was just excited to go to Australia. Like, yeah. I wasn't really, like, sad about it. I was just like, oh, okay, I can finally go. Because yeah. we're all, my family and I, we're all just like, oh, can I go yet? Yeah. And then that, like, anticipation and waiting. And now that I can finally go, it's just like, okay, just, like, get over there. <laughs> <laughs> like, get to Australia. And then, yeah. But it was and now that you're here, was it worth it? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah. I think if I came any later, like, I wouldn't have met the people I met early in the year. So it's just been a crazy journey because, like, things happened after I arrived, too. Like what? Um, so, like, there was, like, a two-week hotel quarantine. And then the day that I left quarantine, I had to be in class already. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> So much fun. <laughs> so, like, I left quarantine on a Friday, but the Monday after, like, we had a week of exams, like, in-person, like, simulation exams. And you'd never even been on campus yet? No. Oh, no. Jeez. Yeah. Did you have somewhere to live? Like, you had quarantine, but mm-hmm. were you able to find somewhere to live? Oh, were you staying on campus accommodation? Yeah, I right. stay near, um, yeah, near Bond. So... Actually, <laughs> you just reminded me of something. When I flew to Australia, I didn't secure housing yet. So I didn't know where I was going to live after I left quarantine. You weren't worried about that? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to get here. <laughs> yeah. I was a little bit worried, but I just didn't know where to look. And I think I was just stressed about crossing the borders first. I just knew that I had to be in quarantine and I may, I'll look for something during quarantine. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have a lot of time on my hands just sitting <laughs> in that damn hotel room. <laughs> oh, quarantine experience was actually really fun, though. Really? Yeah. I think you're the first person that's ever said that. Why was it so much fun? It was fun because I'm just, like, grateful that I was placed in a good hotel. Like, I feel for people who may not have had, like, a good hotel, but the place that I went was pretty, like good laundry service, good food. Like, the highlight was, like, the food (laughs) and, like, taking pictures. And it was just a good time to rest and, like, take a pause before jumping into a new country. Kind of get set for the new adventure before it started. Yeah, a good, like, transition zone. Yeah, (laughs) and jumping into those exams. So I guess you were studying like crazy for those exams that you were about to undertake when you got out. But the thing was, it's, like... Like, I couldn't really pass one of those exams when I came out. So that actually, like, postponed my entire study plan. So I have to retake a class now. So I graduate a year later now. <laughs> yeah. Is it good or bad? It was, like, surprising and disappointing at first. Because, like, I get that news, like, two weeks coming into Australia. And, like, I was a bit worried that I had to go back to Canada because like I can't stay legally here if I'm not like because I'm on a student visa yeah yeah but then since it's been like now it's August right yeah so since it the couple months like I I'm really glad it came out this way (laughs) because like I was able to have like a pause 
Yeah. But anyone whose student visa was impacted by COVID, I know the government was allowing them to extend that. So it wasn't an issue. The other thing is too that, of course, once you do graduate, you've got up to four years post-study work rights on the Gold Coast. But you haven't decided whether you want to work here, or have you now? I'd be open to it. Now that you've gone through this incredible ordeal just to get here and having to stay longer because of COVID. Yeah, just like finding out that my studies got postponed too because like I have to retake a class now. But it came out better than I thought because like since I did that program the first two semesters online, I was able to like reset those classes that were online and like interact in person with those workshops. And you got more out of it because you're very hands-on. Yeah. 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 Okay. Came out better than I expected. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And what about the Gold Coast itself, now that you've had some time to get to know the city? A very different situation to Melbourne, very different climate, different lifestyle, very laid back here. Have you adapted to that or how have you found that? I really like the Gold Coast. It's like a completely different lifestyle than Canada. (laughs) Like culture is similar, like people are like friendly and like, you know, English is like it helps to like know English and stuff. Canadians are really laid back too, so. <laughs> yeah, it's just the lifestyle because like just the climate difference. <laughs> yeah, climate yeah. dictates lifestyle for sure. And it I has like a lot barely, to do with it. And I barely see the beach at home. Like I only go see the ocean like maybe once a year, but now it's like a 10 minute drive away. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's awesome. How good yeah. is that? It's nice, awesome. yeah. I love being on the beach. Like, I'm also like a nature person, so I like the mountains and hiking, adventurous things, but also the beach. Yeah, I think I really like the Gold Coast. It's a really good classroom. Like, it's a very good place to study. You've got all those natural attributes right on your doorstep here, too. It's very close, like the hinterlands, half an hour to the west. The beach is a 10-minute drive away from where you live. It's amazing, really. I do like it. In terms of the relationships you've built since you've been here, you're building all these online relationships before you even got here with your future classmates. Mm. But what about since you've arrived? So I moved classes, like cohorts, because I started with one and then I had to move to another. So I was able to meet like a new group of like nutrition students and they've been lovely. It's uh, They've been really supportive and stuff. And then... Yeah, I've been volunteering, so I like help out at the student hub. So I met a lot of people from all over the world and people from like different unis. Also like a student ambassador at Bond. I help with like open days and campus tours and like awards nights. So I meet like more of the professors and other students from other faculties. Like, wow, you really have got yourself ensconced in uh, <laughs> in academic and social life here. And then like church is also like a big part of my life too. So like I I was like looking for a church here and then I've like kind of been staying at one. So through that, like I meet more like locals and I help out at like Red Frogs. Do you know Red Frogs? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, so... That's been super fun, like going to different events and helping through that. Yeah, right. Uh, Red Frogs during schoolies to help out then or no? Yeah, well, like schoolies isn't until November. But then I just help out at like uni parties. Okay, so they're engaged throughout the year with other events, yeah. Yeah, or like the first event I did was like actually at Griffith. It was like Griffith O week. Yeah. And then like we were handing out like popsicles and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Nice. And then I met a really great friend through that, like volunteering through that. Yeah, this is the thing a lot of volunteers say, that it's the people you meet. It's the experience, the satisfaction of helping, but then the people you meet 
because you meet other really great people who are very selfless that, you know, really care. Yeah, because they, if they volunteer at the same place, it's because they have that heart there too or that interest to mm. do that stuff. Yeah. I don't know whether it's a surprise to you or not given that you had five weeks at Monash, was it, in Melbourne? Uh, five months. Five months, I beg your pardon. Yeah. At Monash. Were you anticipating the diversity of the culture here that you've discovered with the other students here and other people that are living here? I think I came without expectations. Or I had, like, expectations in other aspects, but, like, in terms of, like, culture and stuff, I just came in blind, like, (laughs) I have no idea what's coming. Like, I think it's, like, what I expected because I have some friends that, like, are from the Gold Coast. Or that know about the Gold Coast, so they told me about it, and they, yeah, but... Okay. What's the best thing about living here, apart from nature? I guess, like, just the opportunities here, and just how, like, open people are to, like, helping you out, and if you have a certain dream, they'll, like, help you with that. It's like a large community, isn't it? Not like a city at all in a lot of ways. Where do you see yourself going? And you kind of said before, you're not really sure, there is no real plan. I'm curious, not only because your chosen course of study as a dietitian or doing dietetics, but also all these other interests that you have, the media interests, your artistic leanings, you know, design, architecture, all these different things that you've talked about. I'm still trying to fit this picture in my head, put the puzzle pieces together to kind of figure out where is Carmen going in her life? What kind of life do you see for yourself? Hmm. That's a good question. I think I'm still trying to figure that out because, cause like, with the art stuff, like, I started doing wedding decorating, too. <laughs> As you do. Stuff and, like, I like music. Like, I play guitar and stuff. And, like, I like climbing, too. And, like, there's a lot of hobbies, you know? It's just trying to figure out, like, what to do with all of that. <laughs> like, well, I'm trying to figure it out, so, yeah. I think it can... Uh, Find a career, though, that can do everything. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, no, probably not, unless you're Walter Mitty or some character that just, yeah, is absolutely amazing at everything. Like, with nutrition, like, I really enjoy, like, going into communities and stuff and helping with, like, impoverished communities, like malnutrition and, like, food poverty, all that stuff. So, like, initially when I went into this program like stuff that like world health organization does like was really interesting or like united nations work like international work you know like that kind of area what kind of internship opportunities have you had since you've arrived at bond yeah but that's the thing because like my internships got postponed because Because of of the timing just so like getting here like retake that class so you haven't done them yet no oh okay that's next year Oh, okay, right. But my classmates, they tell me their stories. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they do. Yeah, with this program, like, at least through my classmates, they go up to, like, Longreach or Mackay. Previous cohorts have been to, like, Solomon Islands, um, Brisbane, Gold Coast Hospitals. We have, like, international practice, too, so, like, we can go... Or in the past, they went to, like, Singapore or Hong Kong, like... Yeah, Bond has so many programs in developing countries uh, with indigenous communities and so many walks of life, obviously business community, professionals, entrepreneurs through the Transformer program and so many things. Very exciting place to be. Yeah, that's why I really enjoy this program because there's just so much opportunity. 
Right now, we're doing a class called like sports nutrition, so you can work with like professional athletes after if you want, and yeah, it's just a lot of options. Clearly, yeah. yeah. And what about your family then? If you haven't really got any concrete plans, do you think it would worry them if you decided, you know what, there's a lot of opportunity here. I'm really enjoying myself here. I think I might stay for a few years. I think they're pretty supportive, to be honest. They know that like I really want to adventure and like just meet more people around the world, and I think they're just really supportive with it. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just yeah. I'm so amazed by. All the skills that you have, all of the interests, hobbies, professional skills, all of this. What would you say to someone who doesn't really know what to do with their life or is afraid to take a chance or to seize an opportunity? Given that you're so well-traveled that you seem open to just about anything. <laughs> yeah. Like there's pros and cons to being like that open, I think. Really? Because what what are the like, cons? If you're too open, like if you don't have like a set goal or direction then like where will you be heading just waywardly aimlessly yeah. wandering the world yeah, <laughs> yeah. but having a but damn good time while you're <laughs> yeah, doing exactly. it yeah yeah just find me on a sailboat or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well i mean there's plenty of people doing that now too digital nomads that are wandering the world yeah. working from exotic places no i do want to like have a purpose with uh, with what i want to do like after i become like a dietitian like we're like experts in food basically and the people we can help is endless because like everyone eats everyone needs to feel themselves like particularly in an age where there's so much processed food a lot of salt and sugar and people's diets and trans fats and whatever that shouldn't be there. Exactly, yeah. So if I could help people through my that knowledge and skill and through, like, my interpersonal skills and all that, like, I think that would be purposeful. It sounds to me like you're still trying to figure out what that purpose is, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think right. the good thing is that, well, correct me if I'm wrong, that you're not in a hurry to figure that out, that at some point it's all just going to come into sharp focus for you and it's going to be like this is it this is yeah. where i'm going yeah i think like if someone were to ask me like advice on that stuff like i i would just say like just put yourself out there as much as you can and then just see like what you like to do like you don't have to absolutely love it but like if you just like it then that's a good direction of like where your passions could end up. Cause like some people already know 100% what career they want to go into. Like if it's dentistry, let's say, but then some people like don't know. Sometimes I still meet undergrads who are like asking me, how did you decide to go into dietetics? And, and what do you tell them? Yeah. I just kind of just took a step of faith, I think, because like, I really enjoy the classes. Like I look at the, structure and what the content I really like it and I see a lot of opportunity after I graduate like jobs and like what the space I could be working in but no regrets that you didn't pursue architecture or perhaps some sort of visual arts career no I don't think so like there are moments like I'm still human like I there's still moments where I'm like what would that life look could have looked like if I took that path since I took this path I don't regret any of the time that I've been, how I've been learning it. And like the things I've been involved in with the program, it's like I don't regret it at all. And the people I meet, I think they're placed in my life for like a purpose and they've been great friends and it's just, yeah. I'm trying to understand everything, but <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. 
I just take a step of faith, I think. Like, put yourself out there, like, whether that be, like, volunteering or, like, talking to people in different industries or doing internships and stuff. I think then no time will be really wasted. It isn't easy to subjectively analyse the paths you've taken and articulate the reasons why you've gone with the decisions you've made, particularly when your journey is still unfolding at such an early stage of your life. Even harder when you've got so many interests. It really makes those choices tough. Yet Carmen has no regrets, and she believes that no time will be really wasted if you're prepared to seize the opportunities that come your way. And that really is the key, isn't it? They say you make your own luck, but I think what that really means is that if you've got the right attitude and an open mind, the world is full of possibilities. Carmen Ng is just one of thousands of students that travel to the Gold Coast seeking out those opportunities. And that's what this podcast is all about. If you'd like to explore more of their stories from this series, you'll find them at www.studygoldcoast.org.au slash podcast. My name is Trevor Jackson, and I'll catch you next time for Tomorrow is Mine.